0: Then to continue with the Rasulihin of Imam رحمه الله. Then we are on chapter two hundred fifteen باب فضل الصيّاق والخصال fitra the chapter of the virtue of the siwak, the tooth stick, and the characteristics of the fitrah, of the natural and correct way. So we reached hadith of 1205 وَعَنْ فَاهُ مُتَّفَقٌ عَلَيْهِ And from Hudayfa رضي الله عنه who said, when Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم got up during the night or rather he said, when Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم got up from sleep he would brush his mouth with the siwak, with the tooth stick, agreed upon. Imam al-Nawwi he said this word ashaws means rubbing. As for who reports this hadith, just as Imam al rahimahullah, said, it's indeed agreed upon, reported both by al-Bukhari and Muslim. You'll find it in the Sahih of al-Bukhari in three places. In Kitab al wudu the book of Wudu, chapter 73 with regard to the tooth stick, the siwak, hadith 245. Also in Kitab al-Jumu'ah, the book of the Friday prayer, chapter 8, using the tooth stick on the day of Friday, hadith 889. And in Kitab al-Tahajjud, the book of the night prayer, tahajjud prayer, chapter 9, long standing during the night prayer, and the wording there in that third place is, "Ida qama لِلْتَهَجُّدِ مِنَ min is that when he referring to Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alaihi sallam he got up to pray the tahajjud prayer during the night. Then he would rub his mouth with the Siwak Hadith 1136, 1136. Also reported by Muslim, and you will find it there in Kitab Tahara, the place that most of these hadith about. Suit, the, why, the two the occur in the books of Tahara, purification. So a Muslim brings it in the book of purification and again the wording of Muslim is when he got up for the Tahajjud prayer. Hadith 255 and reported by Abu Daud in his sunan unless I mention otherwise all, all of them in the book of, of Tahara, book of purification. So Abu Daud in his sunan Chapter 30, Using the Tooth Stick for One Who Gets Up During the Night, Hadith 55. Reported by An-Nasa'i, Chapter 2, The Tooth Stick When He Gets Up During the Night, Hadith number 2, the second Hadith in the Sunnah of An-Nasa'i. Reported by Ibn Majah, or rather also reported by An-Nasa'i in the second place, in the Book of Qiyamul Layl. Book of the Night Prayer. Chapter 10. What a person should do when he gets up during the night with regard to the tooth stick, the siwak. Hadith 1621 and 1622. Also reported by Ibn Umarjah. Chapter 2, the siwak, the tooth stick. Hadith 286. And reported by others besides. Reported by Imam Ahmad, Abu Awana, Al-Bayhaqi, al darimi Ibn Khuzayma, and others, Ibn Abi Shayba, Ibn Hibban, and Al-Baghwi, and Shah sunnah As for the phrase that occurs here, Ida min al-Nawm, or in some of the wordings, Ida min al when he got up from sleep, or in some wordings, Ida min al when he got up during the night, then Al-Hafid ibn Hajjah said, in fact al-Bari, what is apparent from his saying al of his reverence of al-Bukhari he got up during the night. And Hafele ibn Hajj said, what is apparent from his saying during the night is that this would be general to every condition. And whenever he got up at night, for whatever reason he got up at night that he would use the tooth stick. That's what's apparent. He said, but it is possible that it is made specific to his getting up to pray. He said, I say, and this is what is indicated by the wording, with the wording, you know, Al-Bukhari's other narration, that when he got up to pray the tahajjud prayer. And Muslim has its I mean We have a general wording here, when he got up during the night, that would make it, that would be apparently general. For whatever reason he woke up, he would use a tooth stick. But there are more specific wordings, so it's possible that we take it to refer to the specific occasions that w- when he got up for the prayer. Allahumma. As for the phrase yash- yash- yashufu and with regard to this word yashufu, that I know we already explained here to mean a delk rubbing, then, Ibn, then rather, Imam Nauwi said in his explanation of Muslim, he said, as it means to rub the teeth horizontally with the tooth stick. And then he mentions some of the sayings of the earlier scholars of the language. He said, this was said by Ibn al-A'rabi, and by Ibrahim al-Harbi, and by Abu Sulaiman al-Khattabi, and others. And it is also said, it means al-ghasl, that he would wash it. I mean, the first thing is that he would rub his mouth, rub the teeth horizontally with a tooth stick. The second meaning of Sha'us is to wash. That he would wash his mouth. This was said by al Harawi and others. Or it is said it meant to clean it. This was said by Abu Ubaid and a, da- a dawudi And it is said it means al Haq, scratching. This was said by Abu Umar Ibn Abdul barr And some of, them, some of them explained that to me he did it with his finger. So these are the sayings of the Imams with regard to it. Mean the Imams of the language. Then he, sum- he gave his own conclusion. Imam Nawi, he said and most of them are actually quite close. And what is most apparent is the first saying. And those that have its meaning. And Allah knows best. In the first saying, just as he mentioned here, that as it means rubbing the teeth horizontally, rubbing the teeth side to side with the tooth stick. On the same point, Sheikh Abdullah al-Bassam said in his explanation of Bulugh al-Maram, or rather in his explanation of uh al-Ahkam, taysir al-Alam, he said as means rubbing the teeth sideways, with the tooth stick. And as for the one main point of benefit to be taken from the hadith, then that which Imam al shawkani mentioned in al Altar, that he said the hadith proves the recommendation, the the recommendation, desirability of using the siwak, the tooth stick, when getting up from sleep because it is done on account of the odour of the mouth changing because of what rises to it from the stomach, from gases and the tooth stick will clean it and therefore he directed towards it and what is apparent from his saying min al-layl when he got up during the night and his saying min an naum when he got up from sleep is that this is general to all times. Ibn daqiq al-Eid said, it is possible that it is specific to when he gets up to pray. And al hafiz as we already had, al hafiz said, this is indicated by the narration of al-Bukhari with the wording, when he got up to pray to And Muslim has its like. In which case the general wording, or rather, in which case the unrestricted wording would be taken in the light of the restricted. Meaning, if that be in the case, we would say the wording that he when he got up got up at night, unrestricted, we understand it to mean when he got up to pray. We understand it in the light of the restricted wording that restricts it to the prayer. He said, "Kamal Shalikani continuing." He said, "However." After knowing that the reason is cleaning, then this conclusion is not concluded because that is desirable at all times. Being cleaning the mouth is desirable at all times. So we don't, in other words, we don't need to restrict it to be. If you wake up, get up from sleep, in order to pray, then you clean your mouth. There's no need for that restriction. Wallahu. As for the second point of benefit, <coughs> from the three that are here, then Shaykh al-Bassam said, in his explanation of al ahkam al al-Alam, that this hadith shows emphasis upon the legislation of the Siwak, of using the tooth stick. Whenever a disagreeable odour occurs in the mouth, and the third point of benefit, again, Shaykh al-Bassam said, is the legislation of an-nidhafa, clean, cleanliness, cleanliness, being clean, in general. And that it is from the sunnah of the Prophet and is from lofty manners. In other words, that the care that the uh, was Messenger وسلم, showed to keeping his mouth clean, we take a general rule from it that this applies to general cleanliness as well. This is just one aspect of cleanliness. <coughs> as for the next hadith, hadith 1206, وَأَنْ فيبعثه الله ما شاء ان يبعثه من الليل فيتسوك ويتوضا ويصلي رواه مسلم And from Aisha رضي الله عنها She said We used to make ready for Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم His siwak, His tooth stick and His water for purification and Allah would cause him to awaken whenever He wished him to awaken during the night. So then He would use the siwak, He would use the tooth stick and He would make wudu and He would pray. Reported by Muslim. As for who reports this hadith, then again, just as Imam Naoui said, It's indeed reported by Muslim. You'll find it in His Sahih, in the book of the Traveler's Prayers. Hadith 746, 746, Hadith 139, after that. The supplementary Hadith to 746, with the number 139. We already had a part, this is actually part of a long, a long Hadith. And we had a, a small part of it, that's Hadith 1189. Not very long ago. 1189. and the hadith which is around two pages long contains a story of the narrator. The narrator was someone who came to Medina and he, he divorced his wife and he intended to go off and fight jihad so first he came to Medina so it dissuaded, dissuaded him from what he had done so he took his wife back and then there's a long incident of it that he was meeting with. At first he went to some of the companions to ask questions Eventually, he went to Aisha radiallahu anha and he asked her questions about Allah's Messenger sallallahu alaihi and he asked her, for example, what was his character like? So, she responded that his character was the Qur'an. He put the, the Qur'an into practice of his character. And from the questions that he asked, he asked her was with regard to the night prayer of Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is part of the answer given by Aisha radiallahu anha. Part of a long hadith that she mentioned. Describing the number of raqfas he would pray, and how he would break, how he would wake up, so on and so forth. And within it, her saying that we used to prepare for Allah's Messenger, وسلم, his tooth stick, and his water for purification, to the end of the hadith. Also reported by Abu Dawood, in the book of prayer, chapter 316, with regard to the night prayer. Hadith 1342, 1342, and the following hadith, all the way to 1352. And again, Abu Dawud, he also brings the long, long wording. And in one of the wordings, Abu Dawud's wording is, his, his water for purification would be left covered by his head, and his siwak, his tooth stick, would be placed, be placed ready for him. Also, Imam al-Nasai reports this hadith, in three places, in Kitab al Book of Forgetfulness in Prayer, chapter 67, the smallest amount of action that will suffice in the prayer. Hadith 1315, also reported by Imam al-Nasai. In the book of the night prayer, chapter 2, Qiyam al-Layl, the night prayer. Hadith 1601, and in the same book, chapter 43, how is the witter prayed with nine rak'ahs? Hadith 1720 or 1721 and reported by Ibn Majah in His Sunan, in the book of the Establishment of the Prayer, chapter 123, what occurs with regard to praying the witter prayer with three or five or seven or nine hadith 1191 and reported by others reported by Imam Ahmad, Al daribi Ibn khuzaima al Happy Al-Bagawil Shah Husunnah and others. <coughs> As for the phrase, "kunna na'iddu siwakahu that we used to prepare for Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم, his tooth stick. <coughs> then Shaykh Abu Hasan hasna Sindhi said in his notes to the Sunan of an nasai meaning we'd get it ready for him. And there occurs also a narration in Abu Dawood on the same topic, again from a hadith of Aisha radiAllahu <coughs> anha, that she said, the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa used to use the siwak, the tooth stick. Then he would give the tooth stick to me, for me to wash, for me to wash it. So I would first use it, and then I would wash it and I would give it back to him. When Shaykh al said with regards to his nation, حس- Hasan, uh, good. As for the phrase, rahu, and we will get ready his water for purification, then Mullah Ali al-Qari said, this explanation of mishkat, al mirqat wa mafatih, meaning his water for wudu. Purification meaning his water for wudu. As for the phrase "fiyabu Allah," Allah would raise him up, referring to Allah's Messenger Again, Allah al-Qari said, "Hey, youqidhu," يُقِذُهُ you wake him up, cause him to wake up. just as he wished to raise it, to raise him up. Allah al-Qari said, meaning at the time when he had decreed and wished him. To wake up in. We have the time when when it was decreed, when he wished for him to wake up. And again, (coughs) as for the points of benefit to be taken from this hadith, then amongst them are the following two points of benefit. Firstly, that which Imam Naomi said in his explanation of Muslim, it shows the recommendation of using the siwa, using the tooth stick, when getting up during the night. The second point of benefit is that which Shaykh Mahmud al-Subki said in his explanation of Abu Dawood al-Manhal al Adab al-Mawroud he said the Hadith shows the legislation of preparing those things that that are necessary for an act of worship and doing this before its time and giving importance and attention to it. Whatever is necessary, you're going to perform the act of worship, and you get the things necessary for that act of worship, you get them ready before the time. And give importance to that act of worship. As for the next hadith, hadith 1207, وَعَنْ Anasin رَضِيَ اللَّهُمْ anhu قَالْ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عليه وسلم أَكْثَرْتُ alaykum fi siwak Rawahu al-Bukhari And from Anas radiallahu anhu who said Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said I have repeatedly emphasized to you about the siwak, about the tooth stick reported by al-Bukhari Akhthartu uh, alaykum a great deal, spoken a great deal to you about the tooth stick. Reported by Al-Bukhari. As for who reports this hadith, then just as Imam an said, it's indeed reported by Al-Bukhari. You'll find it there in Kitab al-Jumu'ah, the book of the Friday prayer, chapter 7, using the siwak, the tooth stick, on the day of Jumu'ah. Hadith 888. 888. And reported by Nasa'i in his Sunan, in the book of Purification, Chapter 6, speaking abundantly with regard to the tooth stick. Hadith number 6, and reported by others, reported by Imam Ahmad, Al-Bayhaqi, Ibn Abi Shayba, Al-Darimi, and Ibn Hubbad, and others besides. And as for the one main phrase in the Hadith, أَكْثَرْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي السِّوَاكِ Actually, I have spoken a great deal to you about the Siwak, or I have repeatedly emphasized to you about the Siwak. And with regard to this phrase of Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Al-Hafidh ibn Rajab said, in his explanation of Al-Bukhari Mubari, obviously there are two famous explanations of Bukhari with the same name, bari one by Al-Hafidh ibn Rajab, and one by Al-Hafidh ibn Rajab. So this one was by Al-Hafidh ibn Rajab al-Hambali, that he said, what was meant by uh, his repeatedly speaking about it, about Siwak, was his frequently encouraging them upon it, and encouraging them with regard to its virtue. On the same point Ibn Al-Alan said, Ibn Al-Alan said in his explanation of Riyadh al-Salihin, Dalil al-Faliheen, he said, Meaning, I have exceeded in repeatedly seeking it and in quoting reports which encourage it. Also on the same point, Ibn, Ibn al bin said in his explanation of Bukhari, that it's meaning, its meaning is and it is fully deserving that I should do so. Meaning, I have spoken to you a great deal about it and it is fully deserving that I should do so. And it is fully deserving, it is fully appropriate that you should listen and obey. Also, at said, in his explanation, Mishkat, he said, the point of benefit of informing them of this fact and of telling them this when they already knew about it, I mean, when they already knew about this work, because the Prophet ﷺ had told them so many times about it. So what was the point of benefit now, of yet again repeating it, and stressing the fact that he had been uh, emphasizing it before? He said the point of benefit in this information, which he told them, even though they already knew about it, was so that they would indeed give importance to the affair of the tooth stick and so that it would bring about their being constant upon it. Because of the fact that it is a purification for the mouth and a means of pleasing the Lord. And finally on this point, Abu al sindi said in his notes to the Sahih, Sahih al-Bukhari he said, and this is also a part of encouragement upon it. And his exceeding, his exceeding in that regard, was to show that his speaking plentifully about it was in its correct place, and it should not be thought that it was not in its correct place. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be thought that he was merely just going on and on and on about the topic just for the sake of going on and on. But rather, it was fully <coughs> deserving that uh, he should repeatedly stress it, because of the importance of it. And that's why he pointed this out to them. I have indeed spoken a great deal to you about it. So that should not be thought that it was in other than this place, I meaning he didn't deserve all of that speech. As for the one main point of benefit to be taken from this hadith, then Sheikh Muhammad ibn Ali ibn Adam al Ethiopia said in his explanation, of the son of An-Nasai, at the Khirat al he said, this hadith shows that the Prophet ﷺ repeatedly sought from his nation that they should be constant upon using the tooth stick. So therefore it is from the affairs which are muta'akkida, which are emphasized. So therefore one should be constant upon it. And it shows the severe eagerness of the Prophet sallallahu for his nation to attain the pleasure of Allah the Most High. Just as He the Most High said concerning him, Harithun alaykum, sort of Tawbah, the ninth surah, uh, 128, with the explanation, the description of the Prophet sallallahu that he is ever eager, ever full of concern for you. He said, "So he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, therefore, did not leave any good, except that he guided his nation towards it and encouraged them upon it; nor anything evil, except that he warned against it." And as for the next hadith that we will take as the last hadith, insha'Allah, and then hadith one hundred قَالَ قُمْتُ لِعَائِشَةٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا بأي شيء كان يبدأ النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دخل بيته قالت بالسواك رواه مسلم and from شريح بن هاني who said I said to Aisha رضي الله عنها with what thing had the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to begin when he entered his house so she said with the siwak with the tooth stick and reported by Muslim as for who reports this hadith and again just as Imam Nawi said it's indeed reported by Muslim you'll find it in his sahih in Kitab Al-Tahara Book of Purification Hadith 253 also reported by Abu Dawood in his Sunan in the Book of Purification chapter 27 and here, there's a point here, in different versions of Abu Dawud, it occurs in different chapters. So in the version which has the check of Shaykh al with it, it occurs in chapter 27, with regard to a man cleaning his teeth with the tooth stick of someone else. Hadith number 51. So, someone may think, why does this hadith fit into that chapter there? And some of the explainers, as we'll see, they, amongst them Shaykh Abdu'l-Muslim Al-Abad, Hafezullah in Medina, he mentions it doesn't fit into that chapter. Other versions have it in a different chapter, which it also doesn't fit into either. The explainer of Abu Dawood in Al Ma'bud, that is Abu Tayyib Al-Azim Abadi, he makes a point in Al Ma'bud, and he said, This hadith is not in most of the versions. Most, most of the manuscript versions of Abu Dawud doesn't even have this hadith in it. Nor does it occur in the abridgment of Al-Mundiri or Al-Khattabi. And it only occurs in some of the printed versions. And then he, without going into detail, he, mentioned, he, goes into de- he mentions some details about where he eventually searched for this hadith in earlier, earlier books. And he saw it in the book of al Mizzi Tuhlat al Ashraf that he mentioned, al Mizzi mentioned that it occurs in only one narration of Abu Dawud, the narration of Abu Bakr, Ibn Dursa. So, perhaps the Hadith has been, those who have included it, I've just put it in one chapter or in another chapter, where it perhaps doesn't fit. <coughs> also, anyway, also reported by al-Nasai in his Sunan, in the Book of Purification, chapter 8, <coughs> the tooth stick at every time. Hadith number 8, and reported by Abu Maraja in his Sunan, in the Book of Purification, Chapter 7, the Toothstick, Hadith number 290. And reported by others, reported by Imam Ahmad, Al-Bayhaqi, Ibn Khuzayma, Ibn hubban Al-Baghwi, Shah Sunnah, and others besides. As for the narrator who's mentioned here, Shurayh Ibn Hani, then he, the one who's narrating it from Aisha, radiallahu anha and Shurayh Ibn Hani, the explainer of Abu Dawud, Mahmoud al subki said, in his explanation, he said that he was Shuraih ibn Hani, Al-Harithi, Abu al-Miqdam, he was from the people of Yemen. He settled in the city of Kufa, and he was one of the major companions of Ali. He reached the time of the Prophet sallam but he did not get to see him. He was alive in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, but he didn't get to see him. So therefore, he's not counted as a companion. He's counted as Tabi'i Mukhadram, a Tabi'i who was alive in the time of the Prophet He said he was killed in Sijistan, along with Ubaidullah ibn Abi Bakr in the year 78 having lived for 120 years. As for the phrase, that he asked uh, Aisha radiallahu anha, what did Allah's Messenger وسلم, begin with when he when he entered his house? Then Shaykh Muhammad al-Ethiopi said, in his explanation of al-Nasai, <laughs> meaning, at whatever time of the night, or of the day. I mean, whenever he entered his house, whether it's night or whether it's the day, what would he begin with? So she responded, with the siwa. As for the points of benefit to be taken from this hadith, then amongst them are the following five points of benefit. Firstly, that which Sheikh Abdul Masin al-Abad, said in his lesson in the explanation of Abu Dawood, his transcribed lessons, he said, about this hadith, it shows using the siwak, using the tooth stick when entering one's house. And some of the people of knowledge have said that this sunnah is from a sunnah nan mahjurah is from the sunnahs that have been abandoned. So, therefore, when a man enters his house, he should use the tooth stick. This is something which many of the people are ignorant of and something which many of the people do not practice. On the same point, Sheikh al-Ethiopi said in his explanation of al-Nasai, he said, this hadith contains a proof for the recommendation of using the siwaq, the tooth stick, when entering one's house. And this was clearly stated by Abu Shama, and by a And Ibn, Ibn Daqiq al Aid said, it is something which is hardly found at all in the books of the fuqaha, in the books of the scholars. As for the second point of benefit, then Imam al said in his explanation of Muslim, it contains an explanation of the virtue of the Siwaq, the tooth stick, at all times, and the great importance that there is with regard to it and its repetition. As for the third point of benefit, and again, Sheikh said in the explanation of the Nasa'i, it shows dealing with the family in a fine manner because this increases love and brings about continuation of companionship. And he mentioned that along with some some discussion about some of the earliest scholars explaining possible reasons why Allah's Messenger would use the tooth stick whenever he entered his house. So some of them said the reason, we can understand the reason to be that when he entered his house he would pray pray optional prayer. So that using the tooth stick there was not actually for entering the house but rather we understood that, that would be before he began the optional prayer. So, Sheikh Muhammad ibn Ali ibn Adam in Ethiopia, he, re- he rebutted this and said no. The narration here clearly shows it was a sunnah which he did whenever he entered his house. And it's not the case that whenever he entered his house he would play optional prayer. So this is a separate matter. And he mentioned that, obviously with regard to the family, so it's a part of living with the family in a fine manner. that you, You're in a good appearance and clean, clean your teeth. And therefore, then he extracted this point and said it shows living with the family in a fine manner. Because this increases love and brings about continuation of companionship. As for the fourth point of benefit, and both of the remaining points of benefit are also from Shaykh Muhammad ibn Ali ibn Adam of Ethiopia in his explanation of Sunan al-Nasai. So the fourth one being, it shows that which the Prophet sallallahu was upon with regard to complete cleanliness at all, or in all of his conditions. And the fifth point of benefit, he said, it shows that which the Salaf were upon, that which the predecessors of the Salaf were upon, with regard to finding out about the conditions of the Prophet ﷺ. And asking about that, in order to follow what was contained within it. Obviously it was taken from the practice from the, what we saw from Shurayh bin Hanib, the Tabi'i that he asked Aisha what had Allah, Allah's Messenger used to do when he first entered his house? It shows how they would seek to find out about the conditions of the Prophet in order to act upon them. As for the remainder of the chapter, then we'll carry on next time with it, Inshallah. Subhanakallah morbbi from the Allah